spooky fans, you hear that good noise? You hear that good news? Did you hear that? That Did you hear new that spice in your ears? New spicy, sexy, spooky What's shit? that sound? What's that sound? It's a theme song. It's a theme song by Kiernan Amadeus, my sister-in-law, who makes amazing beats. Yeah. And now we have a new theme song that's not pro- just jacked off of free tunes yeah, online. Spooky.org. Right. Yeah. For sure. So thank you, Kiernan, for that. Um, um, that'll be sticking around. Hope you like our, our new fresh sound. And another new fresh thing that's happening today is that we're not as tired as we were last time. So sorry about that. We are that. alive. Woo! We drank our wake Don't up juices. Don't remember any of that episode. It's gone. Um, and we also have a guest here today with us. Oh, we have it, Danny Lynn. Is it me? Am I here in the spooky stude? It's You're here it's in the she. stude. She's uh she's been on the pod before. If you remember our haunted paintings episode from long ago, fans of the pod will know. Fans yeah. of the pod will know. Yeah. It's a deep cut. To be also, fair, Danny is our super fan. She yeah. is the number one fan of spooky shit. So she's been able to co-host twice. Now. She's she's also my sister anyway i'm brandy that's hope that's danny i'm danny Hello. can you tell the difference between our voices they are all the same yeah they're pretty much all the same except for mine's really loud so. <laughs> look levels anyway danny's here today because she was we're talking about a really spooky i like spooky religions i like spooky cults i yep. like spooky sex i like every that was s-e-c-t-s by the way don't Sex. get weird. Don't get weird. Don't be weird about it. Don't be fucking weird about it. Don't I don't want to get her any emails. Wife I get so many listens. emails. Her, her wife listens. listens. We get, she gets so I many get so emails. many emails every day from SoundCloud saying that my premium membership is expi- almost ready to expire <laughs> again. Okay. Anyway, we have Danny here because we're talking about Catholicism. We're talking about... And I'm the expert. You just... Y'all are just art you just, people. No. And Catholicism is all like art, saints... Magic? Magic? Rituals. Rituals. Y'all, we can be realistic with, with the fans, okay? With okay. me, who's listening later. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is that I had nothing to do because I don't have job. It's pandemic, And yeah. so, like, I mm-hmm. wanted to do this. And so I did. And it gave me purpose for one whole day. And yeah. she was like, I want to talk about weird Catholic stuff because we haven't yet. So, Hope. Yeah. Why is Catholicism spooky to you? Um... Yeah, I think the only real example I have, because I haven't had that much face-to-face interaction with Catholicism, although my mother-in-law did give my wife a lot of Catholic magazines one time, (laughs) and that we're talking about how college is making everyone into a homosexual. What happened to you? I mean, it's exactly what happened to me. What happened to, to all of us? Maybe? According to the Catholics. I mean, I was gay before college. Oh, I was. Before. I, was I, I read Big above. Brag. I read above my grade level. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was all advanced. Big brag. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. So the only like <laughs> anti-Catholic experience I've had is that one time I saw like a statue, and then I had a dream later that night. It was like in a church that it was crying blood tears. Yeah, that's real Catholic. Yeah, and then I was in a pool at the hotel later, and I was a kid, and I saw the statue crying blood tears underwater. This is your dream? Mm, No, that part wasn't a dream, but I was it? I don't know. What? That's my experience. What about you? I think hoping to another sort of Jesus dimension. I don't know. That's what happens. Yeah. I thought it was Mary and she was crying blood. Okay. Anyway, what about you? That's, okay. That's how God Are you, gets you. I think so. Are you chosen? I might be a saint, but we, we can talk about that later. Look, you need like three to six 
authorized and condoned miracles. We can go through all my miracles and see which We're gonna ones get into condone. that. Don't worry. We're yeah. gonna get into that. Yeah. So um, for me personally, I was raised Christian and the very much like, we do not praise idols here, Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, symbols only. And uh, Catholicism was very magical. It's always it's always got the, the old and yes. the magic behind it. Mm-hmm. They've got a pope. And um, my first real weird experience with Catholicism was going to Rome for the first time and going into the uh, old Roman catacombs, which is like where they buried bodies underground in horrible tunnels. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what they happened were like, to you there? They were like, early Christians had to do their Jesusing down here because the Romans didn't like it. Right. And then they died out of normal causes, not because of worshiping in a tunnel. They just died and got buried <laughs> down there. And then um, uh, they had to they had to take all the bones okay. and put them in different spots, different Why? dark holes in no. the catacombs because people started going down there and taking bones and bits because they were like, this is a saint because it's magic an bone. old Roman Christian. This is a magical bone and I need this. And I heard that and I was in the hole and I saw the dark tunnel and I was like, there's bones in there. And I thought about people taking them and i was like catholicism is weird what so what so they're like the solution is yeah we're gonna go in here and jumble up the bones and just yep. throw them in different places we're gonna put them in these horrible dark sort of open chasms that that we put a little rope in front of so you don't walk in there we don't light it we don't mm-hmm. block it off if you fell in there you'll fall into a bunch of old bones um don't trip i was just very scared also you can get lost in there for a long time that's happened before it kind of reminds me okay so listen the first time i went to rome and we've talked about this before just as a family but i was overwhelmed Mm. because i was seeing art and it was Mm. giving Uh, me feelings that's what what roman art does and when i went to the sistine chapel i accidentally missed the entirety of the art museum we know this and when i was inside the sistine chapel I was like uh, barfing upwards, getting yelled at. And then yep. we went into St. Peter's Basilica, which is the biggest Catholic church ever. And I was so overwhelmed by how big everything was. It's after. where the Pope lives. It's where the Pope, oh. it's the Pope house mm-hmm. and everything huge, big babies, bigger than human person, babies. There's sculptures of babies. Oh, okay. It's just not, not real babies. They're yeah. Big no, and there's was, sculptures of people that are also very big, yeah. but also babies. Yeah. Okay. And so it's all very overwhelming and I, I'm easily overwhelmed. Like I can mm-hmm. barely go into a Macy's without just like it all kind of coming in on me yeah. and brandy was like oh yeah did you see the dead bodies in there yeah and oh. i was like she was like did you see the school of athens did you see the dead bodies and i was like i missed everything she didn't see the dead bodies she didn't see the school did of not. athens i did not oh. and, but that was my first glimpse into um the dead body thing yeah the catholics do a dead body thing in saint peter's there's just sort of corpses on display they're just there under glass they're for you to look at yeah oh yeah yeah they're for you they're for you and Mm -hmm. it's not like a fun kind of old-timey church where there's like a big slab with a name on it and you're like oh there's a dead guy in there no they're just out like like sleeping beauty and the seven dwarves glass coffin style but it's a gnarly old pope yeah so this wasn't the this wasn't the last time i was going to come into the audience of one of these bodies. It yeah. wasn't the first time I was going to meet one. It just keeps happening to I you. I mean, the first time just passed you by. It passed me by and I didn't even know. And But then once, it's like one of those things where you like start noticing it, you can't stop noticing it. A dead yeah. body in a glass yeah. box in front of you? For sure. Yeah. So my f- I can see how you could ignore that the first time. <laughs> so also in Rome, also Rome. Yeah. 
Um, my favorite sculpture in the entire world, okay, is a Bernini sculpture, the XC of St. Teresa. It's in this oh. mm-hmm. amazing Baroque cathedral that's very small, actually, especially compared to St. Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's the Church of Santa Maria della Vittoria. It's very intimate in there. Yeah, it's very intimate. Um, and I'm not here to really talk about the Bernini. Um, I'm here to talk about the one thing that would, on earth, that could distract me from the Bernini. Oh. Which was, um directly across from the sculpture right at your exposed back yeah um, if you're looking at the at the sculpture which everyone is there to look at okay little do you know yeah. looking at you is just like a case with like a straight up dead body in it and it's just like out in the open just there horrifying wax face exposing skeleton teeth no explanation anywhere no yeah. little plaque just nothing yeah uh, just like in a glass box underneath oh. a weird shrine there's just like a little handwritten like piece of paper tape to it that says like saint vittoria <laughs> So I said, who? <laughs> and then you think, oh, the church's name. The church's name. Duh. The church of St. Who was she, okay? She yeah. was just like a... And I, she's here. She's just here and her like bones are out, okay? And Her bones were out? Yes. She's but wearing, she had the wax So wax she has like a face. wax face and like a wax like hands, but there's parts of it exposed so you can see the skeleton inside. Ew, so you can... What, why yeah, do you want so you can to... see her skeleton teeth and you well, can see some of her like skeleton hands. she's got like a silly hand. little like Barbie dress on too. She's got like a silly Barbie. Well, that's what she died in or whatever, but it wasn't. And she's got Who like knows. a wig. She's got like a wig on. Um, okay. She's got like weird like blood painted on her. Yeah, do you guys want to know who she was? Let's, l- I let's guess, learn. Yeah. Just like briefly. This like weird Catholic thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so apparently Victoria okay, is yeah. her English name. She was a Christian maiden from oh Tivoli. God near Rome, and she had been engaged to marry a pagan Roman (gasps) Roman nobleman, Eugenius, okay? Eugenius is a nerd. His name was Eugenius? No, I'm sorry, Eugenius. And he he sounds like a big fucking nerd. And I feel like... Wouldn't want to get married to him either. He's a real Eugene, you know? Yeah. Um, So her, her, like, friend, right, was also supposed to get married, and both of these girls were like, we cannot get married, Okay. Because if we get married, we're not being good Christians. Mm. Mm. Um, and, like, virginity is the immense treasure of the king of kings. Yay. So, like, if we become yeah. unvirgin, yeah. then we go to hell? No. Wait, but it's very but, confused because it's Bible, you're supposed to get married. and then Be good virgin. wife. But be these pagan wife. kings. Oh. They're pagan kings. Noblemen. Yes. No. Kings? Sorry. I, I want to be a pagan Noblemen. king. <laughs> I was just, you know, like, we're all kings, right? We're all like, kings, kings in this room. Mm. Like, mm. majesty. Like, mm. icon. Um, yeah, so her friend was like, we can't, we have to be virgins, and Victoria was like, good call, and so then they were killed. Oh. They were killed because they didn't marry the pagans. Right. Why why didn't they just go full nun? It was before nuns. It was just, yeah, this was, Early, early. The Christians get murdered for being Christian stuff, Mm -hmm. and we're not done talking about that. Okay. The Christians will not give it up. We are, they're being persecuted. They're being persecuted. Okay, thrown into dens of lions, rocks. um, Right. That's how we get saints and martyrs. So yeah. that's her. That's her body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, but did she do miracles? No, that's it. That's literally it's the just story because she, of her. She died because she didn't marry a parent. Yeah, okay, but so now let's explore. But what about her friend? If she did the exact same thing, why is her friend not going to be a saint? Don't know. Maybe they couldn't find her body, but maybe it's because she was an incorruptible corpse. Let's learn. Okay. Let's get into that. Yeah, yeah I need more information about yeah. that. Roman Catholics love dead bodies, okay? Yes. Obsessed, they just, they do. Obsessed with mummifying mm-hmm. bits of historical figures, stealing bones from the catacombs. Yep. They just, like, making elaborate, beautiful box frames to house various, various, like, bits and bobs. 
just like collecting holy relics like pokemon cards you know <laughs> but you a know? relic is like a, a toe bone yeah it's a toe bone finger bone yeah so when just we're in like... the process of trying to get these relics sometimes it has been discovered that upon disinterring a saintly body why are you doing that because we're trying to get the bones to collect like pokemon cards okay. we want the fancy bone in our church for okay. the frames and the for the i don't know um, they they discover that like the normal process of human body decay has not apparently occurred. It's pretty. That's pretty mind blowing. Magical mummy. This that's is magical. divine. Divine preservation. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the corpse is deemed officially incorruptible. You have to get that stamp. It's the a Pope stamp, stamp of approval. Oh, okay. Yes. Even if subsequently it begins to rot, uh, no. still counts. Still counts. Okay. Wait, still counts. I don't think so because it's corrupted this is the law how long did it take once you get the body wait still counts and even just certain organs can be incorruptible while the rest isn't still counts what does that mean if i have an incorruptible pancreas that means that your pancreas looks like as fresh as the day you've died even if the rest of you doesn't yeah but does that mean my pancreas is divine but the rest of me is fucked yes 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 and it's divinely making pee forever i don't know what the pancreas (laughs) filtering filtering so when this is when this is discovered Mm. okay the church is like oh it is oh shit decomposition is happening now we have Mm -hmm. to quick we got to preserve it somehow we got to cover it in wax Vittoria. Sure. Okay, we got to preserve what they looked like upon the discovery so people don't doubt that they were incorruptible. Were? But I'm so confused. We plop them right into the snow white ass glass casket (laughs) and display them. Okay, that's what we saw that happening. Yeah. Now I have to throw out there that technically, Uh technically the church no longer recognizes incorruptible bodies as technically a miracle but that hasn't stopped them from trying because they because they because they decompose they're not yes science is stepping in a little bit but that's not stopping us from trying technically it's not a miracle but we're trying okay so the pope actually is not into it now he's just like this is creepy decoration yeah so let me tell you a little story okay yeah yeah um the year is 1958 Mm -hmm. pope pius the 12th dies okay the vatican just does a wrapping technique similar to what they believed was done upon jesus it failed miserably just awful okay they wrapped it whoopsies did a bad job and so like only days after his death his nose fell off corrupted and a swiss guard fainted due to the stench (laughs) and it was at that i love those guys yeah it was like at that moment they're like we need to start figuring out how to make bodies incorruptible because clearly we're going to need this technology no but isn't it supposed to be god it's supposed to be a divine it's supposed to be a miracle well not technically don't ask me to explain to you the religion. I just don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so now the year is 1975, and the Whoa. Vatican is like, it's the 70s now, mm. okay? Uh, we are putting together a team of researchers tasked with the mission of conserving what were once incorruptible but are now rather corrupted saintly bodies and bits. <laughs> That's science. That's science. Well, it doesn't count. The church knows they're not it's miracles. Science. They're not. They miracles. know it's they science. know it's then science, but sometimes it can count just... if we just stretch. If we want to stretch it, if we're like we have someone who's gotten like you can become a saint if you have had two miracles. So say you have one official miracle and then your body is incorrupted, then maybe we can stretch it. 
Why do you, they don't need more saints though? They have so you say many. that, but like again, we have to go, we gotta collect them all. Why? I don't know. Because they That's talk the religion. Because <laughs> no, they talk to God for you. Yeah, I guess it would be good to have a saint now that could talk to God. Can the yeah. Pope talk to God? Sorry, I don't know anything about the Pope. No, 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 no. I just saw the lady. No, no. Pope blood. talks to saints. Everybody talks to saints who talk to God for you because God is busy talking to the Protestant straight up. Are there any saints right now? Yeah, I, the same saints ever, there's always been. You could talk to Mary. How? Right now? Yeah. Listen, it's a complicated you did in that pool. That's true. Anyway, that sorry. That was a vision. You could be a saint for that. I need one more. Okay, so do you want examples of yes, what this sorry. team helped preserve? Yes, what did please. they do? Okay, one that I love is the foot of St. Teresa of Avila. Okay. A nun Saint famous Teresa? for her visions of Jesus and her devotion to the poor in Spain. Her followers were called the delaced or shoeless because... Um, <laughs> They just wear simple sandals and not shoes. Oh. So her followers are the delaced, which I really like. So they decided to preserve her foot. Mm. St. Teresa died in 1582. Yeah. Uh And after her death, a priest cut off a bit of her left hand and he took a bit of her finger and he like wore it around his neck for the rest of his life. Weird. Um, like followers later removed her heart, her right arm, her right foot, a piece of jaw, all to display as relics. Oh my so God. weird. A lot of her ended up in Rome, not all of her. But then in 1984, um, the church she was displayed in was robbed, and the glass case that contained her relics was shattered and her foot was stolen. And then it was <gasps> returned days later, wrapped in a communist newspaper. What does it what? mean? So what team, does it all mean? The team was called in and they were like, you have to remake her. You have to build her again. And they they did. They also had to like swear and like sign an affidavit in the presence of the local bishop and a lawyer that they wouldn't ruin or destroy the sacred body. Wait, wait. So they, they had to gather up all the pieces that like a left. horrible yeah. puzzle. Mm. And put them back together in, into a nasty body. God. Because the scientist said so or a priest said so? Well, the priest would hire them. So like local churches. Okay. So the priest was like. Would individually hire out this team to like do whatever they needed for like their church. So this person was like, the delays need your help. And so, like, they came. And, like, this one was really proper. They're like, a lawyer is here. A bishop is here. But sometimes it was, like, not that proper. Sometimes, like, the team members just, like, kept the relics in their houses. Like, yeah. Uh, one of them took t- the, s- the sacred vestments of, like, this king of Spain who was a saint um, to a local dry cleaner to clean. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. some of them were just, like, scientists who wanted to do dead body stuff, but some of them were crazos. Yeah. And my one of them was like, okay, I am doing God's work. Sometimes the deceased help in the work because they're saints, and so they're getting spoken to by the through the bodies. Through the ch- body chunks? Through the yeah. chunks of the bodies. Okay. Yeah. Her, her most memorable anecdote from her time on the team was working on the body of saint don luigi orione who was an italian priest known for his work with the poor and orphans right she tried to change his shoes as she prepared his body for burial but every time she left the body alone the shoes mysteriously got removed and replaced with his old poor man's shoes oh Oh, so he's doing post-death magic because he's a saint okay so there are post so she's she's into this job because she gets to witness death magics yes oh. but not 
technically miracles. Not technically miracles. Yeah. Though, I don't know, the, the shoes thing, the Pope might have something to say about that. I mean, but it can't be a miracle, can it? Because it's the, it's, the dead body isn't a miracle. Dead, dead things can make miracles. Okay. It's just so much magic. I'm just involved. gonna have to believe you. Yeah, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty sure that frankly like, don't know. It's not. It's about the faith. It's about <laughs> faith, hope. It's about faith. It's okay? about. It's about spooky. It's about spooky. Yeah, that's that is all faith. disgusting. Yeah, everything yes. you said is. If what I don't even. It's just that I don't even have the context of what Catholicism is. It's just bits to, like, of cover that up that are doing magic. How weird that is. Yeah, it's just bits and bobs. I'll tell you one more story of um. <laughs> about po- Pope John 23rd. The That's 23rd a, one. That's a lot of John's, man. Just, I listen. I don't know any they of get the renamed. I don't know what years it yeah. is. I just, I I cannot be asked to keep track of the math that is the Pope timeline. Don't worry sure. about it. Sure. Um, but this guy was apparently pretty popular. Um, he, it was like the 60s when he was a Pope. Oh, cool. He like so. brought in contemporary music it's and s- like local languages instead of Latin. Like people loved that. Wow. Um, after his death, he was credited for curing an Italian nun who prayed to him when she developed a stomach tumor. And oh her God. healing with no medical explanation was his first technical miracle. He had one. One. He had one under his belt. One. Okay, but he needs two. He needs two. So in 2000, Pope John Paul II year 2000 pope john paul ii had him exhumed to be declared quote-unquote blessed as part of like the progression to sainthood okay and um the coffin when they revealed his body it was incorrupted (gasps) Mm -hmm. and uh pope john paul was like we have to keep this so we need this around we need to keep this so they took about a year to like embalm him properly and then put him in one of those little glass cases to be displayed for pilgrims mm-hmm. he's in saint peter's hey. so you know he's in there and and even though it's not technically a miracle <laughs> for him it counts that was a miracle it's like it's it basically counts. just like it's a last ditch it postmortem effort to get sainthood because yes. it's like you're you got one in and you didn't hack it until so, you died. The people who decide okay. this are actually a, a body of people who mm-hmm. are called the Congregation for the Causes of Saints. They're a legal body inside oh. the Vatican that witnesses, analyzes accounts, and like just oversees the legal measures required for sainthood. Okay. And they failed to recognize that the Pope's bodily condition was a miracle because, like, they thought maybe the airtight container doesn't really count as an act of God. Like, the fact that his coffin... probably had something to do with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But they were like, you know what? Like, John's good works were enough. He's good. He's good. It's fine. Okay. So what you've just told me is that throughout time... Yeah. um, This religion has... They've deemed people saints mm. and then they're dug them back up because they wanted little saint bones from them to sell it mm-hmm. or no, just not to, to display sell it in their to, church. Sell it is illegal. To wear yeah. on necklaces and to put in fancy boxes. To see if it'll do magic. To see if it'll do magic is basically what you're telling mm-hmm. me. But me and Danny just, sorry, me and Brandy just called a Catholic person, called a person I, whose mom is Catholic. Mom is Catholic. A little while ago. And yeah. she said it was not magic. So I'm just very confused. Well, how do you define it? It's, it's about faith. So for for <laughs> for them, it's like a miracle. It's a Catholic miracle. It's a, it's, it's not, if God she does, just said it was If God does magic, 
It's just, it's just like meant okay, to be. Let's 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 reel it back a little bit. It's it's the fourteen hundreds, all right. Yeah, it's the fourteen hundreds. We have plague. We had to, we have rats. Mm-hmm. We have we have sandals and we have robes. Mm-hmm. We eat just salted meats. I'm assuming yeah. for every meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, wow, things are kind of rough. I'd love to go like get a little bone that's gonna help me with my hard times i mean yeah so you go and you dig up like this what person was a saint i'm pretty sure and you dig them up and when you open the coffin they look fresh to death okay what is your first thought god yeah of course yeah but what it probably was was like i don't know something in the dirt really good airtight casket so yeah i mean that tracks so the last one that ever the last incorruptible body was this pope in 2000 no, no, the last body that they, like, worked on was in 2008. I don't know how many incorruptible bodies they continue to find. My guess is that they make this happen to all popes now. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Because, like, we need... Yeah, because science. Pokemon. Um, this, like, research team, they did 31 bodies. Just, like, mm. throughout That's Italy. so many. That's so many. They just love having them. It's, like, uh, it's... But it's, you said... What you need for your church. The new pope is, like, not super into it so it just depends like some popes are like not me i want to decay naturally but some popes are like hell yeah put me in the i don't know each pope different all right some popes don't like being decoration some popes are more incorruptible than other popes that's damn true wow yeah it is it's just really nasty yeah it's pretty gross um, to think about just like having a bone in your church i kind of like it i mean yeah i mean it's cool it's very hardcore yeah um, it's really metal it's really fucking metal. But yeah, so I mean, like, the only... I did not know all that. The only <laughs> thing, like, I knew about was that a couple years ago, there was, like, a saint heart that was traveling around America. Um, and so I wanted to look more into that. Yeah, because America doesn't have any saints. You can't just go digging around in Rome and find St. Vittoria. This is the thing. There are so many St. Vittorias, by the way. She's not the only incorruptible corpse of St. Vittoria. Whoa, you mean the same saint? They just don't know. They, they're they not sure which body's which. You know what I mean? After all this time. Oh, yeah. No, there's no way to know. What? So several are just like. Okay, maybe maybe one was the friend, you know, if they both yeah, got killed in the same. For the same thing. Yeah. You know. I think it happens a lot where they're like, this is St. Paul the fifth's ear. And they're like, no, this is. But like, both probably aren't. Yeah. It's yeah. probably just an ear you found. Yum, Why yum. You, where'd you find that ear? And. In, in the those, catacombs in that you holes went into, Brandy was talking about. You walked what? in the dark hole and grabbed whatever bone you could see first. Ew. Yeah. Let me tell you about this heart, please. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you about my favorite priest because he's the priest I know the most about because his heart is traveling around America currently. <laughs> his name is Saint John Vianney, and he was a French priest. Um, and he was seen as a model for generosity, purity, and prayerfulness in the Catholic Church. It's great. So, uh... Um, Wait, how... Which... When from? I'm about to tell you. Please. He was born in 1786, um, and grew up during the French Revolution. So, he saw all this, like, destruction of the churches, mm. murders of the clergy. He was, like, under... He has... There's a story about him, like, he closes the shades, and he's, like, doing his Catholic shit with his candles, so no one can see the candles. He closes the shades, so he doesn't mm. get killed. Yeah. Um, R- red, the blood of angry men. Black, the dark of ages past? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, But eventually that all... He, he was a soldier. 
stop being a soldier, whatever. He started leading a, a parish in a farming community in Arras, France, and it's just called it's just called ARS, and I cannot pronounce it. So it's everyone's probably something just gonna, like Arse. So I will not hear about how I've pronounced that wrong. Thank you. All the emails. All the emails. <laughs> so many emails constantly <laughs> coming through. Um, she could barely get through her day. <laughs> so he was, it was a small parish. He only had like a hundred and only 160 people lived in the little Irish town. Um, and in the aftermath of the revolution, he was like, everything, there is so much religious ignorance and indifference, and no one cares about the Catholic Church anymore. <laughs> and in this rural place where he was being parish dude, he uh, was, every Sunday was, most of the people spent their Sundays um, either working in the fields, no, or <laughs> dancing, no, not good, or no. drinking in taverns, no, <laughs> absolutely we not, we don't like it. So Vinay would have spent his time like in confessional and also uh, was really a like against like blasphemy and did a lot of talks about pagan dancing personally i'm anti-blasphemy <laughs> personally oh, as a take. personal choice so if his parishioners um didn't give up this pagan dancing he wouldn't give them absolution so he wouldn't forgive them he oh, would say god. god can never forgive you because of your horrible pagan dances yeah um so he started to get famous for this and people like pilgrims came from all over to consult him as early as 1827. Um, and by 1855, the number of pilgrims had reached 20,000 a year that were visiting Vienna. And I think it was because of the dance angle he took. I honestly think that was it's, a pretty good. Yeah, it's a strong one. It's a yeah. He, I think he, he chose a good um, hook, you know, to get people in. Anyway, um, so I mean, in the, the success of Footloose is anything. <laughs> yeah, the Footloose is actually based on the story. Um <laughs> So in the last 10 years of his life, he spent 16 to 18 hours a day in the confessional. He was, uh, he called himself a prisoner to the confessional. Um, and he actually, the, his bishop actually forbade him from going to like the friggin' priest retreat that's every year because he had to go talk to everyone, which is very sad for him. Um, <laughs> and he can't, and he, go, he can't go to raging waters with the other priests. <laughs> What if they talk about their crushes and he misses out? He, he misses out on all does. the Swiss miss. FOMO. But um, due to his success, his wild success in bringing souls to the to Christ, he be, did become a target of the devil. Of course. Who confronted him on various occasions. Oh, dear. And he recorded all in his journal. Father Vinny did not fall for the devil's tricks and dismissed the strange events by saying, it's just the devil. That was like his catchphrase. It's just the devil. This guy's got good angles. Yeah. He's oh, he's a branding expert. He's yeah. like Lil Nas X of like 1837. No dancing. No fun. No fun. No gay. Just a devil. Yeah, exactly. And he did try to run away four times. So from oh. his parish. He did try to abandon his parish four times. But we don't talk about that. He came back. He sounds like he uh, was kind of he was a blasphemous. He was a prisoner. No. <laughs> To the confessional. No. What, do you think he was escaping to dance? Do you think he had to get it loose, foot loose, sh mm. to shake off his Sunday shoes? No, so. it's Sunday, Danny. It's Sunday. He has uh, 18 hours in the confession, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he tried to run away four times. So anyway. After he's a his, saint. Yeah, he's a saint. After his death, he was, you know, he's made a saint because of his work in the confessional. And he had all those people pilgrimaging to him. Somehow he had a miracle or two. He had a miracle or two. Getting people to be Catholic is a miracle. 
There you go. <sighs> yeah. Then we know it. So he was, you know, he went through the whole thing with the whole process that's outlined on Wikipedia, if you must know. But he, the Pope was like, that guy, his body's good. It's not going to, you know, decompose. It's uh, going to be magic. I'm calling it now. Yeah. So they put a wax face on him and he's in that parish in Arras, France. He's like still there. However, a prisoner. He's always a prisoner. <laughs> to the Twenty-four hours a day, Can't forever. Run away now, can you, Vivian? Um, Vivian. <laughs> is that his name? Close enough. But wait, what's his name? His name is Vinay. That's his last name. So Vivian. 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 Please. <laughs> um, Saint Vinay is his name. But so then, forty-five years later, they were like. You know what? Mm. They were like, they just took out his heart. Yeah. They're like, snatch that up. Boop. And they wanted to to travel it around the world. Um, so the most recent tour that this heart has been on. Is this the priest getaway he never got while alive? <laughs> he finally got to go to Raging Water. His dream. It's like those people who get like those little bears and like take pictures of them around the world. And it's like, <laughs> what is the take heart? my heart. Like him at Raging Waters. It's so nasty. It's just like a black triangle. I thought it wasn't supposed to decompose. It's a black triangle. (laughs) That's what hearts look like. That's what a heart. That's what it looks like when it hasn't composed. It's just what it's it's like all the time in a little case. It's always like that. It hasn't. It it hasn't changed at all. Yeah. So it has remained intact for 150 years. It was always like that. Yeah. So what happens to your heart if you don't dance? It's (laughs) black. It turns into a black triangle yeah yeah exactly so it went on um in november 2018 it went on a six-month nationwide tour of the u.s um and the the kind of like impetus for doing this um according to dominican father john wall paul walker who is a pastor of the first church it came to saint mary's in connecticut he said that Essentially, the church in recent months in this country is going through difficult times. The sexual abuse crisis, the clergy sexual abuse is very much in the headlines on the hearts of many of the Catholic faithful. So what he wanted to do is he requisitioned the heart from France and wanted it to travel around the world. So people will stop being sad about their priests doing sexual abuse? This is what took me so long to research. I was like, now what does it do? What does it do? Yeah. What does it do? Why is it going around? What does it do? So what you're supposed to do is you kneel in front of it and you either you have a prayer card, which you can like touch to it, which Mm -hmm. is very Pokemon, Mm -hmm. I feel. Or yeah, maybe like maybe you're like scanning the heart into the Pokemon to make it more. You got your you got your your badge. You can kiss it. You can kiss it. You can kiss the glass in front of the heart. Oh, okay, I'm like lips. You shouldn't kiss the heart. Dead flesh. Yum yum. But you can kiss the like centimeter of glass that is in front of the heart. Yeah. Hard black triangle. Hard yum yum. <sighs> it's really yummy. Don't eat it. Cursed samosa. No, they eat different flesh. Go on. Um. Yeah. So it's like it was the idea was to bring because this saint was. He was named the saint of priesthoods. Like he's the saint of he's saint of priests because he did so many confessionals. Because he tried <laughs> to run away four times. We don't talk about that. He wasn't that was allowed. just in the Wikipedia and not in, on on any of the Catholic websites. I love he's not Catholic allowed websites. to go on the retreat. No, he Stay. had to confess. So you uh, kiss, you you swipe, you kiss, you swipe, you pray, you touch. 
and it's supposed to bring like religious leaders together and lay persons together for to pray and like build bridges which honestly is pretty nice like it's a nice idea but did they like I think there are other ways we can handle like crimes that are done in the church. <laughs> I kind of uh, like being this accountable way. for crimes. No, no, no. I kind of like this way, where you you swipe your card, kiss it, you give a smooch, you do a pray, and <laughs> yeah. then you look up to your local Catholic leader, and you you feel so much closer to them. You now. feel so much closer. You, know you kissed. Don't think you're gonna hurt they me. Kissed, and so basically, it's like you kissed. It's, it's like you indirectly like you... kiss. Is that blasphemy or is that? Did y'all? Is that fun? I think we're closer now. Did y'all kiss? What if we kiss? <laughs> what over if? the cold black triangle heart? Unless. Um, unless. JK. Unless. Unless. So yeah, like, these relics, there are others that have traveled the world. So here are some other ones that have traveled around America and around the world. Crusts of the bread from the Last Supper, sure. Uh, <gasps> feathers from the wings of Angel Gabriel, sure. Of course. Um, bones of the three magi. Where'd uh, you get these? Where'd you get these bones? We where'd talked you, about in that. In the bone holes. Since when did the did the did the disciples leave crusts behind? That crust was Jesus's body. Look, I didn't look into the crust. We'll talk about it. <laughs> sounds like to the heart. We'll talk about it because it I knew like- people who saw that heart. Maybe not cursed. Blessed panko? Blessed panko. What's that? Breadcrumb. Panko breading? Put it on your chicken tenders. Oh. Make it crispy. Perhaps. If you... If that works. But here's something that's a little more blessed. Did you know that in the 13th century, Virgin Mary's home was flown from Palestine to a small town in Italy, and it itself is a relic, and it was flown by four angels? (gasps) What? Her house? Wait, uh-huh. you guys, I think I'm Catholic now. It's really fucking cool stuff. <laughs> we got it. Um, there's also a really cool story of just like relics in general, and I'll stop talking about it in a little bit, but like the mummified head of St. Catherine um, has this story where it was transformed into hundreds of rose petals and back again. I want to see it's this. Cool. It's cool. Yeah. And uh, there's some stuff about Jesus's, you know, foreskin. But anyway, <gasps> mm-hmm. if you go on eBay now, they you will see hundreds of these Catholic relics of saints pop up if you search in. You can buy them? Catholic, yes. Buy me one. So we got no. uh, like a piece of the Shroud of Turin, which is just a piece of fabric yeah. for $15,000. And then a silver of an act- a sliver of an actual thorn from Jesus's crown. I want that one. Yeah, I mean, that one's pretty. F- Where did you get these? Cool. So I kind of want the crust. The crust is what I'm most interested in right I now. I really want to know. Look, we'll talk about the crusts. Oh, dear. Oh, we got to talk about the crusts. I just, you know, just to like bring it all together, like these relic tours in America have been increasing a lot in the past 20 years. So it it's because America, there's no there's no relics. And it seems like there's this huge curiosity to see um, specifically the body part ones. Yeah, they're weird. The crust did not go over as well <laughs> people was not as exciting are nasty yeah. and unfortunately we are doing a whole episode on it so like we can't really <laughs> look disentangle ourselves from absolutely that. not as we have absolutely discussed not. with every weird pt barnum like body horror show that goes around america 
Yeah, we're talking about it. We are one of them. We're yeah. one of them. Oh who will yeah, go and please see don't it. take offense to this if you're interested in this. We're doing a whole show about yeah, it. Yeah, we f- we fucking love it. And just you know, like, I think the the last cool point because I did get into this, like it's kind of supposed the relics are supposed to be about more of the saints' humanity, more than their holiness. It's kind of supposed to show. I don't know. This is what this one Father Peter said. But he said... <laughs> Look, the internet priests, they'll say all They'll everything. say a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, he was like, these are real people, and we can live as hol- holy, holy, holiness in their holy... We can live as holy as they did. <laughs> mm. That's the idea. Look, and then, even like, if your heart looking becomes... at their finger tell, like makes you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, their heart is a horrible blackened samosa. Mm-hmm. My heart will be a horrible blackened samosa. I'm a virgin, so... We can do miracles <laughs> just the same. My body will be incorrupted when I die. Is that happening to every virgin? Because that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. I'm assuming so. But no one's, like, digging them up. No, you've got to be a virgin for Jesus, specifically. Oh, dear. Anyway, do you want to discuss... Yeah, is there discuss... anything else weird that the Catholics do? This has all been normal so far, yeah. so I'm wondering if there's anything. Do you want to discuss the, the philosophical question, if all Catholics are cannibals? Yes, I wouldn't <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> the only so reason I'm much here. for bringing yeah. it up. Yeah, so um, we already know that they're really into body parts going around town, and so are we. Everyone is. That's, mm-hmm. like, that's just normal. Yeah, we um, all want to go. Yeah, we all want to do that. I would pay $15,000 for some Jesus crust. Yeah, if you saw a skull in the middle of a sidewalk, you would bap it on the head with a full flat palm. Yeah, and you would be like, magic powers, please. My instinct to do a steal in the Room of Bones was so strong and powerful. That's because so many people had come there and yeah. done the same thing. Yeah, we all Your do. energy was there. So we all agree that's universal. But what is not universal, in my opinion, is the desire to eat human flesh. I don't have that one. I no. would if it... What? If it was consensually get, I mean, I would. Okay, oh, but what is consent it? Ta- is key. Consent is key. Consent, I'm just curious what it tastes like. Yeah. Um, apparently, weird pork. So, oh, what? Let's talk about. Let's talk about the Eucharist. <laughs> Who's that? The Who's Eucharist. Who is she? She is a rite, a ritual of Christian worship um, that's supposed to be a commemoration of Jesus's Last Supper with his disciples, basically, that din-din he had with them. And he was like, I am going to die. One of you are going yeah. to betray I've me. I've got all my trials and tribulations sitting in a melting pool of snow. Wait, let me just do this. And one, no, don't let me do that. I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> so, you were, though. Yeah. Well, I was into it. But if you don't want to, it's fine. Um, <laughs> basically, Jesus gave his disciples bread. And he was like, here you go. But wait. There's more. This is my body. And they were like, cool. And then he gave him some wine and he was like, this is my blood. Question. This is my bread you eat. This is my body you eat. Question. Yeah. Kinky. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Look, I'm not in there. This is just what he said. This is in the Bible. This is just what he said. And they were like, fantastic. I'm going to eat it. So most Christians would agree that the Eucharist ritual is uh just symbolic was jesus a feeder yeah he gave a bunch of people like a thousand fish he loved getting people food it was kind of his whole thing that he and loved like feeding david blaine-esque tricks of walking on water and, shit. and washing so feet cool. washing feet that's hot yeah. oh yeah yeah nobody likes a dirty foot so anyway <laughs> Some do. the bread the bread <laughs> 
in in a Protestant <laughs> church, maybe you just get grape juice or water, and they're like, "This is a symbol, okay?" Yeah. Remember Yo, you, this thing? You know, we were in the church kitchen, jazz, cheese balls and wine, cheese balls and wine. Nobody can stop me because I'm quote unquote volunteering for the kids, the youth. <laughs> but I am here, cheese balls and wine. Right. That's fun. And that's all symbolic, and they're fine with that. But the Roman Catholics do magic. They say that during their Eucharist, their uh, fancy special bread and wine, it gets transubstantiated into the body and blood of Christ, which means through a prayer, it actually changes the whole of the substance of the bread into the actual literal flesh of jesus full metal alchemist thank you full metal Metal alchemist Alchemist. they take the wine the whole of the wine is magically miracly transformed into blood does it taste like blood no full metal alchemist full metal alchemist would i understand this more if i watched full metal alchemist you would (laughs) Okay. I would understand transubstantiation more. Yep. Does it taste like wine? It tastes yes. like wine and bread. But it tastes it's like wine not and bread. That. It's but it flesh is, and blood. They believe. They believe wholeheartedly that it is the flesh and the blood of Christ How? because of the prayer that the priest does over it and by the magic of Christ and apparently no, sorry. The word of Christ and the actions of the Holy Spirit together in a beautiful handshake of magic, it becomes flesh and blood. At what point does it become flesh and blood? Yeah. During the prayer. At what point is the prayer? Is it like already down into your tam-tam? No, 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 no. They do the prayer and then they give it to you and you eat the flesh. But does it taste like flesh and blood? No, but but they believe it is. Tastes like bread. So so Jesus' flesh tastes like bread, not weird pork. His, <laughs> wow. Yeah, his, That's nice. yeah, yes. his blood tastes like wine, yes. not blood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because he so was that. Jesus made of he bread. Was that much of a snack. No, he tastes like bread. Okay. <laughs> Judas came into my brain. And I'm Just, like, Did you wanted you wanted to give that a little peck on the cheek. Okay. <laughs> so over here looking like a snack. Here's my questions for you: Is this magical miracle spell yes. creation coding of? the matrix that god does to make this bread flesh <laughs> does this then make all catholics cannibals yes okay i'm not sure if i understand you explained this to me in minecraft terms yeah a while ago and i just was wondering if you could explain that to the people in yeah. minecraft terms okay you figured it out because it's not like magic that i do i'm not in minecraft and i just suddenly create bread yeah I'm in Minecraft and I put in a prompt into the thing that exists there in the code. Okay. Minecraft Steve doesn't know I'm doing this, mm-hmm. but I put into the code and I said, manifest Jesus flesh and pop it's there. Now for God, that's not magic. That's a prompt he gets to do. So yeah, that's, that's hard coded into yeah. the universe. But Steve, Steve will see that and go, whoa, magic. But it's not. That's just, that's just God coding the universe. Yeah, but I don't like how it doesn't change in any way. Just because God... Well, I guess it, it here's, doesn't have to. Is it to. cannibalism if you're eating God flesh? Or does it have to be here's, human flesh? It's Look, Jesus. We don't have to But come, Jesus is a is human God. and God. Listen to They're me. They're an apple. Listen to me. Listen to me. Three I R1. have... Re- listen to me. I have read <laughs> the blogs. 3R1. <laughs> I have read 
the blogs it's like and an the internet apple brandy it's like the internet priests have had this conversation over and over again do you want to hear yes i yes yes ready tell they have said different things so i'm going to give you arguments for no and arguments for yes amazing Fantastic. arguments for no it is not cannibalism number one cannibalism is eating a dead person but Jesus ain't dead. You're eating his e- immortal celestial body. Does mm-hmm. it have to be dead? I don't think it has yeah, to be dead. Yeah, where did this definition come from? Okay, mm-hmm. we don't... I don't accept. Discredit, Throw discredit. No. Okay. You can eat, you can eat like, okay. a person's ear. That's still cannibalism. But, it, but the cannibalism. ear is dead. Let me, let me go to the next one. Next point. So... What? They, is the bread of God's flesh not dead? What is that part of his body is It's not dead. It's not dead. It's living flesh. It's living it's living. He's an immortal celestial being. Okay, but the flesh that you turn bread from is alive now. Yes. I don't I don't follow this. I think move on. Point 2. <laughs> Cannibalism is eating regular old ass human flesh, but Jesus is glorified flesh. The oh. internet priest literally said and I quote, a resurrected and transfigured super body. so his flesh is super flesh is this a sufjan stevens song about how hot jesus is yeah what a snack he is he's yeah so he's super flesh so you can't cannibalize that because cannibal is normal flesh anyway is this okay point three (laughs) these are just like definitions of words like you're still it's we're just defining our terms right now and it's not what i want what i want to get is to the meat bitch <laughs> bitch the meat the question the i'm telling you what the internet priests have said okay you have Tell to me listen about to me jesus is meat you have to listen to me i will okay because the blood in the flesh that you eat has his soul in it cannibals don't eat souls but the catholics eating bread and wine do do you know that for a fact though that cannibals don't eat souls yes the, soul. the internet priest knows it it's no. not in the flesh where is it? Jesus' soul? It's a, but Jesus' soul embodies his flesh. Yeah, Jesus' soul's in the flesh. But your our soul? souls aren't in our flesh. So this is no. more of a... I'm sweating. This is more <laughs> of a... It's You're you're eating a soul. Yeah, you're eating a soul it's and the flesh. flesh. No, it's, it's flesh. Soul no. But there's soul in it. No. It's both. <laughs> it's both. <sighs> Point four. And I had to copy this one verbatim because it's so wild. Cannibals consume flesh but the eucharist consumes us no no what does that mean when you eat food it becomes a part of you with the eucharist however the opposite happens we become a part of it that is holy communion we are made a part of the mystical body of christ we become the super body okay move on tell me why yes it is there is no violence in it is the last point Cannibals have to be violent. No, it doesn't have no. to be. It doesn't have to be. It could be consensual cannibalism. Exactly. We talked about this it's before. It's like, do you want a little piece of my ass? I've got enough to spare and we're both curious. Yeah, Kay. and it happens. Okay. You've been on the internet? Have you been on the internet, Kay. Brandy? Okay, these internet priests have not. Some people can't come unless they get fully consumed. I did. Le- Let's just sit in that for a second. <laughs> um, I'll leave now. I'll leave this podcast. About Please. point number four. Yeah. So, when you become part of so Jesus. So you eat a tiny cracker and yeah. drink some wine and you become part of Jesus. Yeah. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah. Okay, move yeah. on. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Um, look, those who eat his flesh and drink his blood abide in him is what the Bible says. Okay, I disagree with all these points, so move on to the next. Arguments for yes. <laughs> it's fucking human flesh, quote unquote, apparently. They believe that. And you eat it. That is cannibalism. But 
the internet priest says, this is a different internet priest. He says, yes, it's technically cannibalism. Yes, we can get that off the table, but it's not substantially cannibalism. What? Here's the parallel. Because those words are It sounds are like this is another argument for no. It is another argument for no, but like in a different way. But it's really interesting to me and I want, yes, I want to discuss. Share. This is why I'm like, let's get to it. Fucking get to it. Here's a parallel. You know how they can grow meat in a lab that was never connected to an animal? Yes. If I was a vegetarian and I don't eat meat as a moral thing, I don't want to eat the meat of animals, uh-huh. and I eat this magical hamburger from the lab. Not magical, scientific. Scientifical? <laughs> meat from a lab. Am I still a vegetarian? Well, now we're just yeah. defining de- vegetarian. Well, where did you, where did the meat, what was the meat sourced from? What is it made of? Just like protein blocks that they built in yeah, the lab? Yeah, like, like then built no. cells. Then you're, that's fine. You can eat that. Well, because so is vegetarian just like a moral stance or is it literally don't eat meat of any kind? Because, yeah, if you're going by the technical definition of vegetarian, they wouldn't be a vegetarian anymore. I but if you're going the substantial definition of vegetarian. This is all just semantics. What I really yeah. need to talk about is how does bread become flesh? Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. It's it's a miracle, Danny. He plugged it into Minecraft. It's about faith. So <laughs> if is it still cannibalism if the flesh being eaten is not from a living living human person? But it is living. You said it was living. No, no, no. Not a living human person. A celestial super body. So it's created in the Jesus lab. But Jesus yeah. was a human. Yeah, but he's you're not eating the body that was on earth. You're eating his glorified celestial body that is immortal in heaven. Do you think it looks the same? Every time you take a chunk, yes, it's immortal. Do you think he's losing bits? No, he has infinite power. Woof. He can create matter. He is not bound by full metal alchemist. He can, ah, I see, I see. I, I don't see. know what full metal alchemist is. It's fine. So he can create matter. Is yes. what you're saying. Okay, so uh, it's does I hate when we get into we're doing semantics now, the priests, because it's like, but you won't even tell me that how the magic works. So I, I told you how the magic works. The priests How could it that be? The priests ask for the bread and the wine to be the body Brandy, and the blood Brandy, in a prayer. Brandy, I think hope lacks faith. <gasps> oh, no. Well here's the thing. Even if even if you don't believe they're eating flesh and blood. Because I don't. It's bread and wine. Mm-hmm. If you I don't believe, believe it. it. Okay. If you don't believe Why? it, they do they, in their own beliefs, are they then cannibals? Because they believe it. So this person's saying yes. He's saying, think... he's saying technically yes, but he's saying in, like, the true, like, uh, meaning of the thing, it can't be because you're not eating a living human. You're eating a magical being. Is that cannibalism? Made That's in something the lab. else. I think it's Jesusism. And is that so bad? Well, I mean, he wants you to do it, obviously, because the priests are saying that you should do it, and the priests mm-hmm. have to be right mm-hmm. because they're they're talk to God. Yeah. And look, we're running out of time, so I'm gonna skip some of the other stuff I had. But I will just say that the Eucharist has bled human blood before. Um, no, it I has mean, magically no, please don't skip. Just... Um, turned into blood. They've done tests on it. They have found that it has human DNA. They, what is they they've done tests. the test? That it's type A. They've done tests. They've done tests. They've done science tests. Science have done tests on these breads that have bled. And they have Not found like... it to be human blood. Brady, this is... And so how would you feel about eating it then? Human blood? But I thought it was super body. They found human DNA. Brady, who did? Science. Whose DNA? <laughs> human. Which one? Just human. 
Brandy. A human. Human. This reminds me of like one time my grandma cornered me in an airport and she was like, Danny, I'm going to die soon. I was like, aha, grandma, what a fun convo we're having. And she was like, if Jesus wasn't real, why do scientists believe in him? And I was like, good point. Look, here's the thing. There you go. F- solved it. It's solved about faith. Hope. It. Here's the thing. I'll give you a name. Dr. Frederick Zugibe is a forensic doctor at Columbia University who examined... That's a real school. Yeah. Who examined a, like... Is it spelled uh, right? Bits of Eucharist. It's Columbia? It's Columbia. <laughs> bits of of the bread. That Which was bread? The Eucharist bread. It, the bread bled? From where? Why are the... I was trying to skip through. Okay, let me tell you. Let no, just tell, tell us. You. It'll just be long. We have three okay. people. It's fine. Hey, 1992 and 1996 in Buenos Aires, Argentina. In 1992, there were bits left over of the Eucharist. You can't just have that because it's the flesh of Jesus. You can't just have it be out. So is the priest just like in the back just like... <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could just like just hoover it up. But <laughs> Give me what all they the do, there is, there is a process. And what they do is you put the the bread flesh bits into water in a tabernacle and you let it dissolve. And that's how you get rid of the extras. Who drinks okay. the water? No one drinks the water. What the water is the water? done. The water goes to heaven. <laughs> so one week later, they were like, let's see what our, our crumbs are gone. And the crumbs had turned into a red substance. And they were like, what the fuck? Save that. 1996, Wait, a, a host, a magical bread flesh that had already been magic fell on the ground. You can't have that. We can't have that. We're not giving it to people, but it needs, it can't just be around. So they put that in water again to dissolve. A few days later... A bunch of it turned into weird red substance. They kept it. Okay. They kept it. They sent it to Dr. Frederick Zugibe, a forensic doctor at Columbia University. Okay. They is did it spelled not... like Columbia, though? Columbia? Yes. yes, it is. They did not tell him where it came from. They were like, could you please test this substance and tell us oh, yeah. what it is? And he was like, ah, yes, this is human blood. I've detected white blood cells, which means that uh, the when you gave it to me, the sample, it was pulsating it was beating there are there's oxygen going into it it was alive blood yeah yes he found dna he found it was type a b and then he was like what the fuck is this and they were like it is bread bitch and he was like what sounds like the fakest story i've ever heard in my life and we Dr. only tell frederick on this podcast. Zugibe. from columbia university <laughs> yeah, dr frederick fake but then you eat it and tell me it's not cannibalism Okay, Bitch. so here's my conclusion. Here's my conclusion is that yes, it is cannibalism. Yes, it is kinky. Um, no, it wasn't blood. Yes, priests are all incorruptible. Okay, so that's Danny's stance on do you believe? Hope? I will believe if y'all give me one more miracle and then I can become <laughs> a, a technical miracle or can we stretch it? You stretch it, please. They all do. Okay, then then let me give you this. What? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 I'm a saint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe it all. Brady, yeah. do you believe it? What parts? Yeah, I believe in mummification. Uh huh. I believe. Do in... you believe that that's God? Um, is science God? <gasps> yeah, I, I think mean, I just cracked the code. Sure. My fucking god. <laughs> I believe. Mind. I believe that Catholic people believe they are eating human flesh and blood. And Brady is a celestial super body. We've I talked believe, about this. Yeah, but it is flesh because they found. I believe they found blood in the bread. I don't know who bled into it. 
they yeah, found blood someone in might the bread. have just done did that. They're though. pretty sure that they found blood in the bread. And then people eat that and they think it's okay. Is it okay? It's part of their religious practice. What does it mean that it's I was in okay. the what does it mean that I when I was in the church kitchen just chugging wine and eating cheese balls? That some priest might have bled on that. Ooh. To make a miracle. Is that why I'm like this? Yeah. Wait, the what the wait, the priest bleed on it? Here's the only I don't believe in <laughs> bread magically turning into blood because Jesus said so. Uh-huh. But I do believe that maybe a priest somewhere decided to like slip their paper cut into a jar of water and That's, then send it and to a is lab. Is that priest yeah. now going to hell for the sin of lying? Or are they going to heaven for converting more people to Catholicism? What if neither of them are real? Fate? Then what's real? Brandy, tell me the truth. Bread what? and wine, bitch. <laughs> Bread and wine. Bread and wine. The two wine. greatest things Bread in the world. And Bread and wine. Bread and wine. Anyway. <laughs> thanks what's for... your bad advice? Oh, my um, bad advice. I was about to end the show. Did you don't, that? don't do it didn't yet. I not even remember what we even do. Yeah. Um, my bad advice would be to go swimming alone in a hotel pool after you look at a lot of statues of Mary. But I did become a saint, so, you know, could be bad or good advice. Bad advice. Become a saint. Bad advice. After you become a saint and die, leave explicit an explicit note saying, please travel my heart around the world, no matter how gross it looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, my bad advice would be to um, just bring a bunch of bones, um, organs, bits and pieces, crusts to raging waters. And um, send them down the slide because they deserve a little bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. those are saints. Do you have any yeah. bad advice, Danny? My bad advice would be to find the heart and consume the heart nope. like a cursed samosa. It's so fucking gross. Okay, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> and it doesn't sound, I mean, that's pretty along the lines of Catholic whatever. Yeah, that would probably be like. Oh, is that good advice? But it's yeah. not a glorified flesh. It's not a super body. Okay, my my bad advice is to listen to the entirety of this episode again. But this time, take a shot. Every time we say snack. <laughs> every time you yeah. interrupt Brandy, which is just trying to tell you what the internet priests have what said. You, everything you were saying was so wack. We were so, just like, uh, Thank you so much for listening to our show. We thank- have an Instagram at spooky shit pod <laughs> and we have a soundcloud at spooky, spooky shit pod <laughs> and we wanted to thank kieran and amadeus for creating our beautiful wonderful new shiny theme song yes. thank you and leave thank us a you, comment rate and review danny for being on the show and sharing uh, yeah. with us your weird catholic knowledge um thank you for having me i'm so sorry yeah just in general yeah yeah me too Yes, all the time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.